just want to thank everyone out there who's showed their support towards the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you've got any mates out there who've uh, got a few proper true yarns and uh, or someone who you know who's a mad dog who might want to come on and spin a few to us, uh, send it through. And uh, if you do one favour for me that would be absolutely incredible, click on the proper true yarn podcast, go to your settings of that and uh, hit auto download because we all know how uh, terrible the phone service in Australia is and I hate the old episode be cut short due to um, terrible phone service. So if you get that auto downloaded, um, we'll be all good to go and there'll be no interruptions. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Did that really fucking happen? This ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, holy fuck, the cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. Welcome back to the Proper True Yarn Podcast, the show at which we extract the wildest and the best yarns from the best people around the world. Uh, in the studio moment, we've got Jarrah, how are you, brass? Good, Good. Mate. how are you going? Mate, good. You strike me as a bloke that would have done a bit of travel next time. I've done a bit, yeah. <laughs> here, there and everywhere. Yeah, man. Mate, um, he got a, a gator yarn. I do, I mate, do. Mate, tell us a proper true yarn about the gator. Yeah, I was about 17, hanging out with a bunch of mates when I used to live at Lake Placid, which is here in Cairns, far north Queensland. And um, it was just a bunch of mates um, on the piss down at this, what they call the Little Bridge, which like ties into the Barren River. Okay. So it's like known to have, you know, it's a bit of a mix of like salt water and fresh water. So. Yeah. And um, we're on this little bridge and it's night time, full moon. Can see fucking everything. Yep. Fire on the bridge, just getting on the piss with the boys, you know what I mean? We're, yep. we're only young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having a, having a few tins and, um, yeah, just raging on, a bit of music, whatnot. And then um, I just remember my mate, he's like, I'm going to jump in the fucking water. We're just like. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you just feel us when you're that young. You know, you don't even think. You know what I mean? He rips his shirt off, jumps in the water, jumps off this bridge. How long is the bridge off the water, mate? Probably about two meters. It's not that far. Yeah, and the width, what width of the river for him then to have to swim back to get onto the bridge? Oh, so just to put into perspective, for yeah, everyone. maybe twenty-five meters. So the the width of it's probably fifty meters all up. Yep. We're about halfway. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, 25-ish metres, 20, 30 metres, yeah, roughly. Roughly, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he jumps in the water and uh, starts swimming to the bank. We didn't really think anything of it. Like, fuck, righto. Probably thinking, you know, that was a bit silly, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But not really at the same and time, you're you know what I mean? Young. You're We're young, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, we used to swim up in Lake Placid, but this is like the, the estuary that sort of comes off it. Yeah. We never really swim in there. No, no one did, you know what I mean? But... Anyway, he gets out of the water on the bridge. We're just fucking around. He's like, goes and jumps in again. He jumps in the water. The minute he lands in the water and splashes, we notice and hear this other splash on the other side of the bank. What the fuck is that? And as he's swimming, mate, I remember it clear as day. It was like a little remote control boat. Yeah. You know, like with the fucking little bow wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that coming off this fucking thing's nose and as he's swimming, it's just coming for him like that. And we're yelling out, Drew, get out of the water, croc, croc, croc. And we got fucking tins and we're trying to throw these tins at this fucking croc coming for him in the water. Fucked. Yeah, bro. Did he just go under turbo, mate? Was he hearing? No, he couldn't even hear us. Oh, Because he's swimming. Yeah, right. He's swimming and we're fucking launching cans at him. 
And my mate Marcus, he ran down to the, like off the end of the bridge and down to the bank. And you know, sort of like when you're swimming, you know, you can't hear shit. And as you get to the bank, you kind of like feel that the ground's there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like he must have been doing that, like got to the end and we're still yelling out. He can't hear shit. Then he must have got to the to the edge of the bank where he kind of like finds his footing and whatnot. Yeah. Steps up out of the water. Hears us screaming, turns around, and I swear to God, this fucking thing comes out of the water as my mate from the bank has already got a hold of his hand and this thing just like under the jaw and then on the top of his head, like he slips out of its mouth as my mate's pulling him up the bank. So the the fucking crocodile (laughs) has fucking launched as he's turned and he's bit him on the fucking head. It bit him on the head. Top top of the head, under the jaw. Top of the head, under the jaw. Nearly ripped his jaw clean off him but didn't luckily. But like I'm talking, he's got lacerations from the bottom of his throat, halfway up his jaw, top of his head. Do do you believe... Uh, and he's obviously fucking. Then Marcus has pulled him back and got Marcus him. Marcus has pulled him out of the water. Yeah, yeah. and so you, I, I believe it's he's kind of like hopped out of the water, looked around, and seen what's coming, and it's gone to get him, and it's just just brushed. It's just slipped off him. And you believe if Marcus wasn't there to pull him, he'd be fucking gone. If it got to him before, like if he was in two meters of water, yep. When he was swimming, it would have just fucking grabbed him, rolled him. Whatever they did, Gone. you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. he was already out of the water, pushing away, yep. so to speak. Yeah, he was lucky, lucky to get away with some pretty nasty injuries, but still lived to tell the story. You know what I mean? Well, that's fucking hell. So from that point, you just like, and not only is he fucking pulled away from the croc and probably covered in fucking shit, because I would have fucking blown, <laughs> blown yeah, me yeah. back out <laughs> and just fucking everywhere. And the croc then retreated back. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't really take much notice on yeah. what it did after that. We yeah. were just such in shock and he's covered in claret. And yeah. at this time we didn't have any phones, you know what I mean? We didn't yep. have mobiles when we were 16. Yeah. And um, and how far, put it in perspective, how far out of town you are to anywhere that could fucking potentially help or were you to get in um, somewhere? Probably about, you know, nothing too crazy. It's nothing too crazy. So like there's an ambulance station that's probably like 30 k's north. Yeah. And... From town, we're probably I don't know, fifteen, twenty minutes. It's it's nothing. It's nothing too crazy. Yeah, but you st- it's still not in the local river. No, yeah, still, it's, it's still not in the still, local river. Yeah. And and my mate Marcus, once he pulled him to the bank, he ran to my mum's house, which is a good hike, good couple of k's. He sprinted there, rose the alarm. Yep. And fuck, it was like that. Yep. Coppers, ambulances, news, everyone come down to see what was going on. And obviously Drew got chucked in the ambulance, ratty, ratty, rah, went to hospital, all that kind of stuff. How, do you, how big do you reckon the crocodile was? I know, I, I mean, it's dark. I know it's moonlight. Oh, you know. We reckon probably about two and a half, three metres, maybe yeah. three metres, like two and a half, yeah. two and a half, three metres. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was enough to grab him if it could have grabbed him, yeah. like if he was deeper in the water. Yeah. But it wasn't like, fuck, it was a fucking 10 metre croc. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was big enough to do, do some damage, you know what I mean? Fucking hell. Yeah, it was a pretty funny story after that because he used to live, he was living with me at the time. Yeah. And my phone at home was going hot, like radio stations from Canada, all over the world, calling up, wanting to do interviews with him, flat stick over the phone. 
understandably, like, yeah, fuck yeah, hell. yeah. And um, Career Mail rocked up to my house and they're like, We want the head story, we want the front page story. You haven't given it to anyone else. Oh, you haven't given it to anyone else. We want the main story. And we're like, Fuck yeah, we're gonna get something out of these cunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, we'll make a bit of money off it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you go, they go, What do you want? <laughs> We're 16 years old. My mate goes, a 40-ounce of rum and $100 cash. <laughs> and I swear to God, <laughs> a 40-ounce of rum and $100 cash. $100 cash and a 40-ounce of rum was when you're 16. Oh, you're mate. stoked. Yeah, exactly. You're fucking stoked. And, and, and a carton of rum back then, you get a slab for fucking probably 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Now thinking back, I was like, that was fucking hilarious. Like to us, we were absolutely stoked. Yeah. And these guys, I swear, they sort of just looked at each other and didn't say anything and left. Yeah. Right? And then about half an hour later, they came back with a 40-ounce rum and $100 cash. Mate, we were 16. Yeah. yeah. So the, these guys that wanted that story that bad are giving 16-year-old kids a 40-ounce of rum and 100 bucks for this cross story. Oh, mate, it was gold. And, like, imagine that's probably a yarn from, like, a journo's, like, you know, it's a sick yarn for you, but then it's, like, probably journalism, you know, folklore. Yeah. Now, so we've just rocked up. We're, we're for the cure, mate. We're going to give these blokes 100 grand if they want this exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And these kids are just spat out the first offer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a hundred bucks and a forty ounce of rum. <laughs> That's fucking unreal. Yeah, shit. <laughs> oh, it was pretty good. So yeah. Anyway, they got that story and ran with it, and every paper and news and everything ran with it, and it made news all over the world about that story. And then obviously we copped a bit of flack. There was people writing into the paper. Oh, these boys are full of shit. It wasn't a croc attack. It was a rock attack. He. Jumped yeah. off the bridge and hit his head and all this fucking bullshit. How, how many of you were there, there, mate? Oh, probably about six of us. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, there's fucking six blokes going, mate, it fucking happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just not like you and a mate going, oh, we'll just make this shit up. No, nah, 100%. And like <laughs> yeah. heaps of people. It's the kind of story that I tell people and don't expect them to believe it. Yeah. Because it's a pretty wild story, you know what I mean? Oh, fuck me, Dad. Not too many people survive a crocodile attack. No, exactly Let alone right. on the fucking head. Yeah, exactly right. And, like, to this day he's got obviously got all these scars and shit that sort of run from his throat up the side of his head and then in, like, the puncher kind of ones in the top of his head. Also, and another thing that comes with, like, um, like boar and pig attacks and that, like, you've got an animal that eats, like, either bacteria and that on their teeth. And yeah, So yeah. you fucking, not only do you have the puncture wound, you've got the fucking infection oh, straight absolutely. in, mate. You know, yeah. How long did it take him to bounce back, you know, like, till he was... Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't like a massive recovery, mate. It was, like, obviously all that... Um, stuff on the bottom of his jaw there and you get worried about, like you said, infection and stuff like that. But a couple of months and it was pretty good. It was pretty good to go. It took him ages to actually talk properly. Yeah, right. Because, like, that blew up his jaw, you know what I mean? And yep. it was like, yeah, it looked like he'd been smacked in the jaw about ten times and it was like that for a fair while. Yeah, wow. But um, he was able to speak normally afterwards but he was actually scared that he might not be able to talk properly again because it fucked up his jaw, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, yeah. Because I was just gonna ask, did his buddy uh, put in a lottery ticket after that? But he fucking didn't have to because he had his rum and his he fucking cash. He had his rum and a hundred bucks. <laughs> so there's no fucking need. Yeah, mate, that's fucking hell. And then about seven years later, no, it was about five years later, I got a phone call at home 
and it was this lad, I think her name was Lacey or something like that from Melbourne, from National Geographic. Yep. And they contacted us and they're like, we're doing like this National Geographic documentary called Australia's Deadliest and the segment we want to do for the crocodile is your story. I'm like, fuck, yeah, why not? And yeah. Then, yeah, National Geographic flew up to Lake Placid and we had to recreate the whole fucking thing over a, a series of days and yeah. we ended I've up making seen, a little I'll, bit more money off them but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. more than a bottle of rum or a bit older. I think we ended up getting a couple of grand out of them or something like that. But yeah. But you obviously didn't have to then fucking jump in the water or nothing. Nah, nah, we didn't. So we done all the the walkthrough stuff and walking through the bush and down at the bridge and all that kind of stuff. No, no, in the water stuff. They yeah. recreated all that. Yeah, like, um, themselves. However, they did that. So, yeah, that's fucking. And, and it, it ended up making national. Like it made. Yeah, absolutely. It's on there now, and it still gets aired to this day. Yeah, wow. Like I'll be at home and someone texts me something. They're like, they're at home watching Channel Seven. They're like, fuck, they're playing this thing again, and there's me. Young as hell, like yeah. stoned out of my head yeah. doing this fucking interview for National Geographic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it still runs to this day, man. Like it's been that long. Yeah, wow. Like, yeah, I'm 38 now and that was when we were, you know, happened when we were 16 years old. So and it wow. still gets played all over the world now. So That is a fucking yarn, yeah. man. Like holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.